Hello, welcome back to the Vineyard Youth Online podcast. My name is Rach, I am the youth pastor at Vineyard Church Cardiff. And my name is Dave, I am the associate youth pastor at Vineyard Church Cardiff. We hope you guys have had a really great week and are surviving this new local lockdown. Ooh. Um, the nice thing is it doesn't affect our ability to do small group because we're still online. Yes. Um, and we're loving seeing you guys at small groups. If you haven't joined one, you should. They're amazing. Drop us a text on the youth phone, which the number is 07471218219 and we will get you into one. Um, yes, and as always, we are going to start with our highlights of the week. Um, we want to hear yours as well because we love hearing from you and what you've been up to. Um, so, just to give you guys a bit of background of our week, which has not been the best. <laughs> no. Um, on Sunday morning, um, we took Judah, well, actually, an ambulance took Judah to the hospital. <laughs> it did. Um, because he was struggling to breathe. So, uh, he's absolutely fine now. Well, absolutely. He's getting better. He's much better. Um, he's a bit full of cold and wheezy yeah. now, but. Uh, but so we were that's why we weren't at the social on Sunday that's why we weren't in small groups on Tuesday um, and uh, we had a few messages from you guys um, just saying that you were praying which was really lovely we really appreciated those um, and he got he got better nice and quickly and the hospital was amazing and the staff were great so thank you for your prayers um, <laughs> that's been our week which is why our highlights of the week yes. might be fairly low yes but sorry um, that we missed you guys at the social and I on know. Tuesday we got discharged on Wednesday yeah um, so we missed the social for 16 plus one. Yes. Yay! My small group one. <laughs> nice and unbiased there. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. Totally unbiased. By something like a decimal point or something. Yeah. I haven't I haven't really I heard what know, happened, but... but it sounds it sounds no. like it was an exciting finale. Um but so <laughs> my highlight of the week. Uh well, I got to ride in an ambulance. No, <laughs> uh, probably not that. Um I would have to say on so Rach and I swapped between uh, every every day we do a day each looking after Judah in hospital and a day each at home um, and my last end of shift um, one of our friends picked us up and I, w- I was like I've been thinking about having a McDonald's all morning <laughs> please can we go and get a McDonald's and I came Important back and sat on the sofa with my McDonald's and watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine and it was so good <laughs> <laughs> and it was the day Judah was discharged as well so it was like this is a yeah that was mine. That's How about day. you? Um, I'm going to go pre-hospital. Good shout. Highlight of the week. Um, last week I asked you guys to pray that we wouldn't go into local lockdown in advance of me going to Bristol to go wedding dress shopping with my sister. And we didn't. We went into lockdown on Sunday. So on Saturday I went wedding dress shopping with her. And it was really fun. Was... <laughs> and she found the one. She found the one. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, um, and my little sister came across as well. So it was my middle sister who was wedding dress shopping. And we just, the three of us, like, hung out and went out for lunch and went wedding dress shopping. It was great fun. That was very nice. What do you um, think Judah's highlight What's Judah's highlight? Came home. Yeah, uh, he was, he was... The day he came home, he was really tired, so he didn't really mm. clock it. But um, then the next morning, he was just like running around all his toys, being like, "Oh, I haven't seen you <laughs> oh, in ages." Toy, yay! Uh, um, so coming home to all his toys. Or Peppa Pig. We've watched a oh, lot of Peppa Pig in hospital, and he now thinks Peppa Pig's the best thing in the world. Yeah. We hadn't introduced Peppa to him previously. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yes, guys, do text in your highlights because we um, we love to hear them, and hopefully they've been slightly better than ours. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know. Mum's alright. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> um. Hopefully, you know that we started our discipleship series last week, and um, which is a series that the whole church are doing together. It's called Live Like Jesus, and everybody, right from the mini kids all the way through to the adults, are doing this series together. Um. And last week we talked about the difference between 
faith without discipleship and faith with discipleship. So discipleship is like a very familiar word, but we don't necessarily always know what it means. Um, it's like apprenticing to Jesus. So basically following him around, spending time with him, learning to do what he does, becoming more like him. Um, and we chatted about how without discipleship, faith can become just like a religion, just a to-do list of things that we should do or we feel bad if we don't do them. Um, for example, like I should go to church and I should pray and I should read my Bible and I should go to small group. And all of those things aren't wrong, but without discipleship, that is just a to-do list. It's just a dry religion. Um, but actually, Jesus calls us into a relationship and a way of life that is meant to be life-giving and freeing and involves seeing crazy miracles and going on adventures. And, and we get that by following him around, by spending time with him, by becoming more like him and learning to do what he does. And that is discipleship. Um, so we're going to pick up from there and we're going to go a bit deeper and we're going to do that by looking at quite a challenging Bible passage in Mark 8 verses 34 to 37. After your list there, I felt like a bit of a mic drop when you were like, this is discipleship. Uh-huh. Pow! Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so let me read you this verse which says, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Um, so Jesus has essentially said in this passage, if you want to be my disciple, you have to lose your life. But <laughs> important here, he doesn't mean this physically. Um, he doesn't mean actually die. Um, the word for life trans more, translates more like, it's kind of like identity. It's like your soul, your who you are. Um, and he's saying, like, lay down what you think your identity is. All the things you've built your identity on, like sports, grades, family, friendship, popularity, the way you look, the things you're into, your sexuality, being the funny one, the one who speaks their mind, or the good one, the naughty one, um, the one who'll try anything, the clever one. Whatever it is that you would describe yourself at, um, Jesus is asking you to lay that down. Now, Rach... As a teenager, mm-hmm. how would you have described yourself? What was like, what was the identity? Because we kind of have two identities, don't we? God gives yeah. us an identity and we give ourselves an identity uh-huh. as well. What is the identity that you would have given yourself? Um, so I, the identity I'd sort of created for myself was like, I was a bit emo, but <laughs> just in style, not mood. Um, like very... We were made for each other. Straight and skinny same. jeans. Um <laughs> I, I was a good influence. I quite prided myself on being a good influence. Um, I was clever. Um, my hair was always perfect, which is hard to believe nowadays. But it was, I remember my friend saying to me, you, you, your hair is always perfect. Um, and I always had a boyfriend. All right. How about you? <laughs> Same. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was also a bit emo. Similar. I had the dress, the dress sense. Not the dress. Not the dress. I had an emo dress. Um, and I dressed like an emo. I looked like an emo, but I was quite cheerful. Mm. Um, but I used to straighten my hair and have had skinny jeans. And so I looked like an absolute plonker. Um, <laughs> but I thought I was cool at the time. Um, so is that I massively, and I will have shared with some of you guys this before, um, I very much had the self-identity of I am the funny one. Mm. Um, I had a, a best mate at school, John. We were like such good friends um, and he was really, really good with the girls and I wasn't. 
and I was really into Friends, the TV show at the time. At the time, I still am. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, grown up, I have yet to meet someone who knows more about Friends than me. Oh, challenge! Um, yeah, it's out there. Um, and so obviously, I saw Joey and Chandler. And it was like they're best friends. Joey's really good with girls, and Chandler's thing is that he's funny. So I was like, well, I remember thinking, okay, I will be the funny one. Mm-hmm. Like if he's the good with the girls one, and I'm definitely not. I will be the funny one. <laughs> And just telling myself, like, that is who I am. And I made decisions. I formed my whole identity based mm-hmm. on that. Even into when we met and, yeah. like, long into our relationship, I would say, oh, uh, like, all I've got is funny. And you would get really cross at me. You're like, no, there's more to you than that. <laughs> but I, I really took that on into sort of adult life. Um, and we, we so often build up a self that we are, like, happy to show to the world and we decide how to act based on like what kind of person we consider ourselves to be, um, how we want others to see us. Uh, and we say it all the time, like, you do you, just be yourself. This is just who I am. Um, you can't expect me to change. Um, but this verse, Jesus disagrees with that. And he says, like, lay that all down. And, and where he says, like, deny yourself, that is basically the exact opposite to our current cultural message now different different cultures and countries and at different times all have cultural messages and ours right now is basically the exact opposite of deny yourself it's like whatever you want you to be Mm. that is absolutely fine and no one can challenge it and this verse is like no deny yourself so (laughs) if this if it makes you uncomfortable and you're like oh i don't know how to feel about this i don't know how to think about this don't be surprised because this is probably the most countercultural message in the bible that we will look at but we've got to look at it because it's in the bible and it's good stuff yeah and jesus is basically saying like if you don't lay that down that like identity you've created for yourself you'll never manage to be his disciple and um, not because you don't get to be yourself like we do have an identity in jesus but because you're prioritizing who who you want to be who you are over who he is um, and you're saying that, like, oh, maintaining my personal identity that I've created is more important than my relationship with you, with you, Jesus. <clears throat> and so you can't apprentice to him. You won't be able to follow him around and do what he does and learn from him and become more like him because you're too busy following yourself around and doing what you do and learning from you and becoming more like who you want to be and who you think you should be. To apprentice to him, you have to lay that down. Can I, sorry, can I just interject? I've thought of a really good example oh, of yeah, this. Oh, tell us. So obviously when I was a teenager I had this I'm the funny one and like with my best mate John anything I could do to make him laugh I would do and it led to a point of me being like quite sometimes quite unkind to people because I was like if I say this it will get a laugh from him and from mm-hmm. other people I don't really, you know it's at their expense but who cares <laughs> um and I think that's such a good example because if I'd spent any time with Jesus whatsoever he would have said to me like I want you to be kind to people. I want you to be loving to people. You're not. You're unkind yeah. and you're unloving just to get a laugh because you think you're the funny one. Whereas what this is saying is like, don't think you're the funny one. Think you're the loving one. Think you're the kind one. It's like, what is Jesus asking you to be? Like, how does he want you to be? Yes. Sorry, I just suddenly thought like, no, oh, I literally a, did this wrong. <laughs> it's a good example because if you hadn't eventually been like, I'm going to lay down being the funny one, over, like prioritised over Jesus... You would never have been able to be Jesus' disciple because you would have been like, oh, sorry, Jesus, I can't be loving because I'm the funny one. And yeah, that's mean. I can't be kind. I've got to be like horrible in order to get a laugh. Yeah. Um, sorry, carry on. No, no, it's a really helpful point. Um, like Jesus isn't asking us to give up our identity altogether. And that is important to know. But he's inviting us to find out 
like what our true identity is, who we were truly created to be. Like I wasn't created to be a clever emo with perfect hair who was always in a relationship. I created that identity. <laughs> Jesus Praise didn't. Jesus. Praise Jesus. What a terrible identity. <laughs> I know. But I, and I created it. It's pretty rubbish because it was made by me. Jesus didn't make that identity. And to find out my identity in Jesus, I had to, I had to die to that. I had to lay that down and to not make it the most important thing in my life. Like, for example, in the Bible... Peter and Andrew, who are fishermen, Jesus says, come and follow me. If they'd said, oh, we're fishermen, so we're going to stay here. Like, end of story. We'd never have heard of them again. But they're like, they're his disciples. We hear about them all through the Gospels. So it's definitely like we we can't have, it's not both hand. If you want to be his disciple, we do have to lay this self-created identity down. Um, Jesus says in this passage, if we want to save our life, we'll lose it. And if all of my identity was on being a clever emo with perfect hair, who was always in a relationship, um, who would I be now? I, I, at university, massively failed at my dissertation. And as a result, I dropped a whole grade in my degree. So the clever one went out the window. Um, I I don't know how you lose hair straighteners, but I've lost my hair straighteners. And the older I get, the less my hair does what I want it to do. So I definitely lost the perfect hair. And like... I felt like, as a teenager, I felt like God said, this relationship that you're in is the wrong relationship, so then I lost the being in a relationship, and and it stopped being cool to be an emo, so, like, what am I now? Am I a shell with no identity? <laughs> I'm just a shell with, with my self-created identity. <laughs> Sorry, the thought was emo you. <laughs> um, but th- this is what Jesus means. Like, if you want to hold on to that identity you've built... Like it's made of sand, it, it will crumble away, it's not permanent and you'll be left with nothing at the end of the day. But if you lay it down, accept that you've created that identity and it is not the most important thing, and um, that Jesus is the most important thing, then you get to be his disciple and learn from him, follow him around, be more like him, become more like him, like learn what he does. You will discover what he created you to do and who he created you to be. Um, and that identity will never crumble because Jesus is permanent. He will never stop loving you. He will like never stop having a plan, a purpose for your life. He will never stop being our saviour. He will never stop saying that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He will never stop teaching you how to do what he did. Um, and so you will save your life and you will gain your true identity. Like this is this is the freeing, like life to the full that we've been talking about. It's the best life you could possibly live. Um, but this isn't about you. Like you have you have to put all of the you stuff down. This is about him and his disciples. To give you an example, it like trying to cling to your identity at the expense of Jesus and then finding your true identity, like is like holding you've got a tiny tent that leaks and flaps around in the wind, and you're like, no, it's my tent, it's my tent. He's like, leave your tent and follow me. <laughs> Oh, FYI, I've got this massive, permanent, beautiful house for you. And you're like, no, I want my tent. It's like, why? It, it's flimsy. It will crumble. It's not permanent. Like, come and follow me and I will show you something permanent. So what we want you to do now is we want you to have a think about who you have created yourself to be. Like, are you a cool emo, not cool, clever, I was never cool, clever <laughs> emo with perfect hair who always has a boyfriend? Is Like, what identity have you created for yourself? How do you want others to see you? What are your identifiers? What's the image you're trying to maintain? Or like the stuff other than Jesus that you consider to be super important in your life. And like write it all down. Make it pretty if you want to make it pretty. And then when you feel ready, this will feel uncomfortable. um, I want you to screw it up. 
and put it in the bin. And I just want you to say to Jesus as you do it, being your disciple, being your apprentice is more important to me than maintaining this identity. I want to follow you first and foremost. And if it feels painful to do that, that's okay. Spend some time talking to Jesus about it. He cares. He's not a slave driver. He's so proud of you. He is our encourager, our best friend, our parent, and it is fine to pray really honest prayers. And so chat to him about it. And we will also chat more about this on Tuesday as well. Yeah. And I think it's important to say, like, there there might be some stuff that you've sort of self-identified that is actually true. So I was just thinking, like, as a teenager, I was like, do you know, one of my things is I'm actually really good with kids. Like, mm. I've always been good with kids. I'm very comfortable around them. I have a lot of fun. Um, and that is true. I And, like, I kind of I laid that down, followed Jesus, and he sort of picked it back up and said, no, actually, you are really yeah. good with kids. And obviously, you guys will know I'm kids pastor. It's a huge part of my role now. Um, some of it will be godly stuff. Uh, and it's not that you don't get to have an identity. It's that we, we've got to say Jesus is most important. Like he's mm. got to come first. And then out of that comes your true identity. Yeah. So I think Rachel's right. It may well feel uncomfortable or painful to do this, um, but really, really worthwhile. And like, like she said, pray about it, like talk to him about it, but also keep it in mind and talk about it in small groups on Tuesday yeah. um, because I think it'll be really valuable. Yeah. Um, and if you're not in a small group, let us know let us and know. we'll put you in one. I think that's a really interesting picture, actually, of like, it's almost like we write it down, we screw it up and put it all in the bin and say, Jesus, you're more important. And it's like he gets it out of the bin and just chops a few bits out like, oh, no, you can have this one. That one <laughs> yeah. that I, I put that in you and you can have this bit. I put that in you. But you don't need to have the perfect hair and the emo. Yeah. Like, and he we give it all over to him and say, you're more important. And then he says, these bits I made in you and I want to put some more stuff in you. And yeah. these bits I didn't and they can go now. And sometimes he just puts them like in a in a better priority order. So my mm. thing was like, I am the funny one. Like that is it. Yeah. That's my top identifier. Um, and that, like, you know, now I follow Jesus first and foremost. I still, I still think I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm funnier than most other people think I'm funny. But like, I haven't stopped making jokes. I don't mm. stop being funny. But it's not my prime. It's not like I'm the funny one. It's like I'm Dave. I'm a follower of Jesus. I happen to be a follower of Jesus who makes some people laugh. Yeah. And that's not wrong. But it's not my primary identifier, primary drive. Yeah. So, um, hope that's helpful. Um, as we said, it's massively countercultural, so it might feel uncomfortable. It might also lead, leave you with some questions, so bring them on Tuesday. Bring them on Tuesday. Grill your small group leaders. Yeah, we'll have um, good discussion about this on Tuesday because it's not just something we can say at you and then leave you. Yeah. Like, this is the introduction, and then on Tuesday, let's, let's go deep. Let's talk it through. Let's argue it out and yes. study the Bible together. Um, but for now, let us do prayer requests. Mm-hmm. So take a minute. Um, what song is that? Take a moment to remember. <laughs> um, I don't know what I did that. That's so nice. <laughs> it's lovely. Take a, take a moment uh, and think of a couple of things we can be praying for you this week um, and text the youth phone 07471 218 219. We love hearing your prayer requests um, and we love the chance to pray for you. So please do that. Um, our prayer requests are, well, my I'll go first. So... Last week, my prayer request was that um, we would be able to go and see my dad for his 70th. Obviously, that 
uh, is not going to be the case and we've gone into another lockdown and um, we're doing like a zoom party for him mm-hmm. which I had for my 30th this year oh, and fun, it was it? really really fun actually and it didn't feel like I'd missed a birthday so my prayer request is that he doesn't feel like he's missed his big birthday that uh-huh. he feels really loved and valued through it and he gets to see his friends and his family and that he really enjoys it mm-hmm. that is mine what is yours um, my prayer request, I feel like a stuck record, is just for health. I feel, as you probably know, if you've been listening to this, <laughs> that it's like, it's just a bit relentless, I think, in our house of constant somebody being ill or having to self-isolate for something or we took it to the next level this week. Going into <laughs> or be, someone being rushed into hospital. <laughs> but just pray for health, especially for Judah's health, because he's, you know, in nursery, so he's seeing more people than we are, and um, he's also young, and so he doesn't have as good an immune system as us, so he's the most vulnerable to getting ill, so just pray for health, because it makes it, it, makes it much easier for us to do our jobs when he's not here, and um, <laughs> it also makes it easier for us to get on with each other when we're not taking it in turns to look after him and yes, doing our jobs at the same time. that is true. Um, so yeah, would appreciate continued prayer for that. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, do you want to pray and then we will finish up? Yes. Um, Jesus, we just thank you so much for your truth and that we, that your truth never changes and we don't follow what the world says is true. We follow what you say is true. And um, God, I just pray for all of these guys and for us as we process this bit of truth that is really countercultural um, in terms of what the what our like world is currently saying to us. And I pray that it wouldn't be painful or... Um, something that we struggle with too much, but that it would, that we'd see the truth. God, there's always so much truth and so much goodness in what you ask us to do. You never ask us to do something just for the sake of it being painful. You, it's always good. And so, God, I just pray that these guys would find would actually find this really freeing mm. um, and really encouraging that you have given them an identity. Um, and it doesn't matter how they're trying to portray themselves or how other people see them. Like that's you've given them an identity that's that's stronger than that that's that's perfectly who you created them to be um, and god would you take us on this journey of becoming your disciples and becoming more and more like you amen amen that was a very good prayer thanks nine out of ten well done thank you <laughs> i'm gonna put that on my cv <laughs> once i prayed well I prayed no, no sorry that was really harsh <laughs> you pray mean. you pray well all the time you're thanks. such a good prayer um marvelous have a good week we will see you on tuesday if you're in a small group if you're not in a small group let us know and we will put you in one Uh uh-huh yes and amen have a great week see you later guys Bye. bye